translator's note and chapters one through eight of fraternal charity this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. fraternal charity by father volwi translator's note the name of father volwi society of jesus is already favorably known to english readers by several translations of his works which have a large circulation the following little treatise is taken from one of his works on the religious life and is translated with the kind permission of the publisher m amanuel vite of lyon the subject is so important a factor in community life that i feel confident it will supply a want hitherto felt by many though specially written for religious it cannot fail to prove beneficial to seculars in every sphere of life as love the sunshine of existence is wanted everywhere chapter one charity the peculiar virtue of christ our divine saviour shows both by precept and example that his favourite virtue his own and in a certain sense characteristic virtue was charity whether he treated with his ignorant and rude apostles with the sick and poor or with his enemies and sinners he is always benign condescending merciful affable patient in a word his charity appeared in all its most amiable forms oh how well these titles suit him a king full of clemency a lamb full of mildness how justly could he say learn of me that i am meek and humble of heart his yoke was sweet his burden light his conversation without sadness or bitterness he lightened the burdens of those heavily laden he consoled those in sorrow he quenched not the dying spark nor broke the bruised reed he calls us his friends his brothers his little flock and as the greatest sign of friendship is to die for those we love he gave to each of us the right to say with st paul he loved me and delivered himself up for me let us then say my good master i love thee and deliver myself up for thee religious called to reproduce the three great virtues of jesus christ poverty chastity and obedience have still another to practise not less noble or distinctive namely fraternal charity by this virtue they are not called to rise above earthly or sensual pleasures nor above their judgment and self-will but above egotism and self-love which shoot their roots deepest in the soul they must consider attentively the fundamental truths on which charity is based and its effects and also the principal obstacles to its attainment and the means to overcome them chapter two first fundamental truth we are all members of the great christian family charity towards our neighbor is charity towards god in our neighbor 
because faith assuring us that god is our father jesus christ our head the holy ghost our sanctifier it follows that to love our neighbour inasmuch as he is the well-beloved child of god the member of jesus christ and the sanctuary of the holy ghost is to love in a special manner our heavenly father his only begotten son together with the holy spirit and because it is scarcely possible for religious to behold their brethren in this light without wishing them what the most holy trinity so lovingly desires to bestow on them acts of fraternal charity include almost necessarily at least implicit acts of faith and hope and the exercise of the noblest of the theological virtues thus often becomes an exercise of the other two thus it is that charity poured into our hearts by the holy spirit uniting christians among themselves and with the adorable trinity whose images they are is the vivid and perfect imitation of the love of the father for the son and of the son for the father a substantial love which is no other than the holy ghost and makes us all one in god by grace as the father and son are only one god with the holy ghost by nature according to the words of our lord that they all may be one as thou father in me and i in thee that they also may be one in us such is the chain that unites and binds us a chain of gold a thousand times stronger than those of flesh and blood interest or friendship because these permit the defects of body and the vices of the soul to be seen whilst charity covers all hides all to offer exclusively to admiration and love the works of the hands of god the price of the blood of jesus christ and the masterpiece of the holy spirit chapter three second fundamental truth we are members of the same religious family to love our brethren as ourselves in relation to god it suffices without doubt to have with them the same faith the same sacraments the same head the same life the same immortal hopes etc but besides these there exist other considerations which lead friendship and fraternity to a higher degree among the members of the same religious order all in the novitiate have been cast in the same mould or rather have imbibed the milk of knowledge and piety from the breasts of the same mother all follow the same rules all tend to the same end by the same means all from morning to night and during their whole lives perform the same exercises live under the same roof work sanctify themselves suffer and rejoice together like fellow-citizens they have the same interests like soldiers the same combats like children of a family the same ancestors and heirlooms and like friends a communication of ideas and interchange of sentiments if our lord said to christians in general this is my commandment that you love one another as i have loved you 
by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another john chapter thirteen can he not say to the members of the same religious order this is my own and special recommendation before all and above all preserve amongst you a mutual charity have but one soul in several different bodies you will be recognized as religious and brethren not by the same habit vows and virtues nor by the particular work entrusted to you by the church but by the love you have one for the other ah who will love you if you do not love one another love one another fraternally because as human beings you have only one heavenly father love one another holily because as christians you have only one head love one another tenderly because as religious you have only one mother your order it is impossible for religious to love their brethren with a true sincere pure and constant love if they do not look at them in this light chapter four the family spirit based on the foregoing principles fraternal charity begets the family spirit that spirit which forgets itself in thinking only of the common good which makes particular give way to general interests which forces oneself to live with all without exception to live as all without singularity and to live for all without self-seeking that spirit which binding like a divine cement all parts of the mysterious edifice of religion uniting all hearts in one and all wills in one permits the community to proceed firmly and securely and its members to work out efficaciously and peacefully their personal sanctification and perfection in fine that spirit which gives to all religious not only an inexpressible family happiness but a delicious foretaste of heaven which renders them invincible to their enemies and causes to be said of them with admiration see how they love one another writing on these words of the psalmist behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to live together in union st augustine cries out behold the words which make monasteries spring up sweet delightful and delicious words which fill the soul and ear with jubilation yes certainly the happiness of community life is great and its advantages inappreciable but without the family spirit there is no community as there would be no beauty in the human body without harmony in its members oh never forget this comparison you who wish to live happy in religion and who wish to make others happy a community is a body now as the members of a body each in its proper place and functions live in perfect harmony mutually comfort defend and love each other without being jealous or vengeful and have only in view the well-being of that body of which they are parts so in the community of which you are members and in the employment assigned to you 
remember you are parts of a whole and that it is necessary to refer to this whole your time labor and strength to have the same thoughts sentiments designs and language without which there would no longer exist either body members parts or whole if you wish then to obtain and practise the family spirit study what passes within you your actions bespeak your sentiments chapter five egotism or self-seeking egotism taking for its motto every one for himself is very much opposed to fraternal charity and the family spirit it never hesitates when occasion offers to sacrifice the common good to its own it isolates the individuals makes them concentrated in self places them in the community but not of it makes them strangers amongst their brethren and tends to justify the words of an impious writer who calls monasteries reunions of persons who know not each other who live without love and die without being regretted egotism breeds distrust jealousy parties aversions it destroys abnegation humility patience and all other virtues it introduces a universal disgust and discontent makes religious lose their first fervour presents an image of hell where one expected to find a heaven on earth saps the very foundation of community life and leads sooner or later to inevitable ruin as the family spirit causes the growth and prosperity of an order however feeble its beginning so on the other hand egotism dries the sap and renders it powerless no matter what other advantages it may enjoy if the one by uniting hearts is a principle of strength and duration the other by dividing is a principle of dissolution and decay sallust says that the weakest things become powerful by concord and the greatest perish through discord whilst the descendants of noah spoke the same language the building of the tower of babel proceeded with rapidity from the moment they ceased to understand one another its destruction commenced and the monument which was to have immortalized their name was left in ruin to tell their shame and pride on each of the four corners of the monastery religion or charity personified ought to be placed bearing on shields in large characters the following words number one love one another number two he who is not with me is against me and he who gathers not with me scatters number three every kingdom divided will become desolate number four they had all but one heart and one soul chapter six first characteristic of fraternal charity to esteem our brethren interiorly charity the sister of humility says st paul is not puffed up she cannot live with pride the disease of a soul full of itself 
it willingly prefers others by considering their good qualities and one's own defects and shows this exteriorly when occasion offers by many sincere proofs it always looks on others from the most favourable point instead of closing the eyes on fifty virtues to find out one fault without any other profit than to satisfy a natural perverseness and to excuse one's own failings it closes the eyes on fifty faults to open them on one virtue with the double advantage of being edified and of blessing god the author of all good since an unfavourable thought or the sight of an action apparently reprehensible tends to cloud the reputation of a religious charity hastens before the cloud thickens to drive it away saying what am i doing should i blacken in my mind the image of god and seek deformities in the member of jesus christ besides cannot my brethren be eminently holy and be subject to many faults which god permits them to fall into in order to keep them humble to teach them to help others and to exercise their patience chapter seven second characteristic to treat brethren with respect openness and cordiality exterior honour being the effect and sign of interior esteem charity honours all those whom it esteems superiors equals the young and the old it carefully observes all propriety and takes into consideration the different circumstances of age employment merit character birth and education to make itself all to all convinced that god is not unworthy to have well-bred persons in his service and that religious ought not to respect themselves less than people in the world it conforms to all the requirements of politeness as far as religious simplicity will permit not that politeness which is feigned and hypocritical and which is merely a sham expression of deceitful respect but that politeness the flower of charity which manifesting exteriorly the sentiments of a sincere affection and a true devotion is accompanied with a graceful countenance benign and affable regards sweetness in words foresight urbanity and delicacy in business in fine that politeness which is the fruit of self-denial and humility no less than of charity and friendship which is the art of self-restraint and self-conquest without restraining others which is the care of avoiding everything that might displease and doing all that can please in order to make others content with us and with themselves in a word a mixture of discretion and complaisance cordiality and respect together with words and manners full of mildness and benignity chapter eight third characteristic to work harmoniously with those in the same employment and not to cause any inconvenience to them why should we cling so obstinately to our own way of seeing and doing 
do not many ways and means serve the same ends provided they be employed wisely and perseveringly some have succeeded by their methods and i by mine a proof that success is reached through many ways and that it is not by disputing it is obtained nor by giving scandal to those we should edify nor perhaps by compromising the good work in which we are employed the four animals mentioned by ezekiel joined their wings were moved by the same spirit and animated by the same ardour and so drew the heavenly chariot with majesty and rapidity giving us religious an example of perfect union of efforts and thoughts charity avoids haughty and contemptuous looks forewarns itself against fads and manias and in the midst of most pressing occupations carefully guards against rudeness and impatience careful of wounding the susceptibility of others it neither blames nor despises those who act in an opposite way religious animated by fraternal charity are not ticklish spirits who are disturbed for nothing at all and who do not know how to pass unnoticed a little want of respect etc nor punctilious spirits who find pleasure in contradicting and making irritating remarks nor self-opinionated spirits who pose themselves as supreme judges of talent and virtue as well as infallible dispensers of praise and blame neither are they suspicious characters who are constantly ruminating in their hearts and who consider every little insult as levelled at themselves nor discontented beings who find fault with the places whither obedience sends them and the persons with whom they live and who could travel the entire world without finding a single place or a single person to suit them charitable religious are not those imperious minds who endeavour to impose their opinions on all and refuse to accept those of others however just they may be simply because they did not emanate from themselves nor are they those ridiculing hard to be pleased sort of people who do not spare even grey hairs finally they are not those great spouters who instead of accommodating themselves to circumstances as charity and politeness require monopolize the conversation and thereby shut up the mouths of others and make them feel weary when they should be joyful and free End of chapter eight